up? It's Monday, and you are listening to The Wolf's Den. I'm, of course, your host, The Wolf, and today we are talking about, well, we're reviewing Hogwarts Legacy for the eight people that haven't bought it yet. As you know, Squirrely and I picked it up while we were doing the weekend edition of the podcast. I just, I couldn't wait to get my hands on it. It was was too much. Could not control that impulse. So I bought it for the PC, and uh, it's it's pretty good, man. Like, the castle, though. The castle is the main thing. It's just so detailed, so in-depth. It's wild. Honestly, it's one of my one of my favorite parts of the game is the castle. It's freaking massive. It's so big. And it gives you the impression that there are endless endless secrets to be found inside inside of the castle and to explore. Which is pretty pretty uh pardon the pun, but it's pretty magical. It, it, it makes you feel like you, like this place exists and that you get to be part of it, which obviously is, is something that a lot of us, the, the inner child in us would have loved to have seen. Uh, it, it's, it's a pretty outstanding achievement. I, I, like we were talking about on the weekend podcast, I can't think of a game off the top of my head that really got me into a into a position where I felt like I couldn't put it down. It's been a very long time since I've had that experience, and Hogwarts Legacy is that experience. Now, is it partially because of the controversy? Maybe. Is it partially because it's just that good yes so it's i don't know man it's just it's very well executed particularly from a developer who hasn't done anything like this um i mean i suppose they did rage 2 which ironically is one of the few games that i could not play I picked it up and because I remembered enjoying playing Rage. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'll try Rage 2. And it just, it was, it was unplayable. I could not force myself to play that damn game. So <laughs> they, it's pretty incredible what Avalanche Studios pulled off here. It's, it, it's, it's incredible. Uh, on Steam, Hogwarts Legacy has 800,000 players. Uh, it's it's one of the biggest games in, in the last decade, even when you compare it to Elden Ring, like we were talking about on the weekend edition. Uh, it its sales are eighty percent higher than Elden Ring's, which is freaking crazy. That's crazy. Elden Ring crushed it, and uh, Hogwarts Legacy is eighty percent higher. That's wild wild so here's what i think is happening uh firstly it's the game itself is seven or eight out of ten it's there's some 
little graphical hiccups. Uh, the animation for the NPCs is not super tight. I ran across a situation where uh, the coding for the NPCs, they were like talking to each other or they were at least sitting next to each other, but they were having random conversations. They weren't responding to each other. It was just kind of, it felt like it was supposed to be background conversation uh, that you weren't necessarily, that you were meant to like run by. But these two characters were, these two NPCs were sitting next to each other and having those kinds of random conversations. So it felt awkward. It's not a perfect game by any means. A couple of technical issues. Uh, Nothing major though. I was able to, some of the collisions uh, are off. I was able to run through a couple of NPCs like they didn't exist. Um, but it's not anything that I'm necessarily worried about. Talking about the story, though, uh, the story I'm not really interested in either. It exists, I suppose, but I would say the same about Fallout. You know, it, it I don't <laughs> I don't necessarily care about the story. It's it's interesting, but I'm going to spend the majority of my time doing what I want to do, you know. And what I want to do with this game, which I can't necessarily say with any other game, is I want to be I want to be a completionist with this one. I want to do a 100% completionist run of this game. And the main storyline is just kind of there. It exists. It's absolutely contrived. It makes no sense why you're transferring to Hogwarts as a fifth-year student. I don't fully know. It has something to do with this, quote, ancient magic, end quote. And uh, there's this whole, like, dragon scene. Very dramatic. Very dramatic. But it it's very contrived. <laughs> it's contrived, it's forced in there. I think the majority of us just want to explore the castle and use magic. So that's what's interesting about the game. That's what's engaging about it. And that's done very well, in my opinion. Spellcasting feels weighted. Uh, it's mostly intuitive. Uh, so, I mean, I, I don't see... I can see why people would claim that the combat is repetitive. I don't really get that. You have different kinds of spells that you can use. Uh, it's not near automata, um, where you have like a huge variety of of enemies to fight against. I mean, but that's not really the point, is it? The point is to be able to use spells. That's really the point. <laughs> it's not to have an endless variety of of enemies. Now, I was reading a, a review in Dual Shockers, and the complaint was that it didn't Hogwarts Legacy doesn't do anything innovative. It's not innovative or new, which I suppose is fair, but I don't know what you would necessarily want from it. That being said, uh, it would benefit from a little bit of DLC. You throw in some additional content, like being able to visit friends or 
having, I don't know, another year in school or whatever, uh, that'd be, or more classes, it would put the game over the top. Just a little bit of DLC, man, man, it would seriously put this game over the top. And, you know, I, I don't know if it's really in the running for game of the year, particularly with Starfield coming out. Starfield, I feel like, is going to take it, but this this is a great, great intro to the year. It's fantastic. So I'd recommend everybody pick it up. Uh, if you If you care about the story, the world that it's set in, I think you're going to be satisfied. As a gamer, I think you're going to be satisfied. Uh, especially if you're into puzzles and finding things. Now, I will say that on normal difficulty, uh, that's what I'm playing on just because I didn't know what to expect from a hard difficulty. But on normal difficulty, it holds your hand a little bit more than I would like. Uh, sometimes it feels necessary, sometimes it feels unnecessary, just because that the castle is so freaking huge. Without some of the, the hints and the uh, hand-holding, it would, it would be almost impossible to find the objective to some of these things. Uh, but at the same time, it feels like it it's a little too much. You know, it'll tell you exactly where you need to get, like, exactly, with a little pin drop, and and have a, like, a purple-shaded general area uh, to, to tell you where you need to be. So, I mean, again, small gripe. I, I don't know what it's like on higher difficulties. I imagine it's not holding your hand that, that much. So that, that's been... It's, it's been a good experience, uh, and one that, particularly with the castle, the castle is, is, is itself uh, a character in my mind, and while I was playing it, something, something struck me. I felt like I was running across people all the time in the castle. Now, in the books, uh, there are only a thousand students. That are supposed to be there. Plus faculty. So this. I cannot overstate. How damn big this castle is. So I felt like if you put. A thousand people. Which is roughly the number of people. That were at the school that Squirrely and I went to. If you put a thousand people. Into a castle that big. I feel like you wouldn't. See people. As nearly as often as you do in the game. So I reached out to one of the developers who worked on both the castle and the NPCs. And I asked, you know, are there are there a thousand NPCs in the game? Or are there, are there fewer? Or how, how is this working? And he told me that in an early build of the game, they would track NPCs individually. But it was too expensive on the resources. So what they do now is that they, if an NPC doesn't have a name, it is destroyed when you're not near 
not near the area that they're in. So, much like Minecraft, these NPCs were created and destroyed as needed to fill the space. So, that's why I was running across a bunch of people. And if you get that same sense that the, the school is busier than it maybe should be, that's why. But I think overall it's fairly well balanced. It's just, I think with an actual 1,000 people... It would feel so depressingly empty. <laughs> so I think I think this is a good compromise. Um, it's just a good game. It's just a good game. So I, I don't... I think you should buy it. I think you should enjoy it. And I think you should not listen to the people that say you shouldn't be playing it. Uh, because of J.K. Rowling's opinions... Uh, it just, the argument makes less and less sense as time goes on. That because you're buying this game, you're a transphobe. Uh, it, it just, it's not holding water. This These boycotts aren't going well. The mockery isn't changing anybody's minds. And J.K. Rowling has said absolutely nothing about the game. So, it's, it's a big nothing burger that people are trying to turn into something that it isn't. And it's kind of sad because it's it's not helping anybody's cause here. It's just making making people look bad. So uh, pick it up. Enjoy it. It's a good game. Uh, the story is kind of whatever, but if you care about the universe at all, you're you're gonna you're gonna like it. Now, let's talk about some zombies. Uh the video game the day before highly anticipated when it was shown two years ago looked very very cool uh but a lot of people are out here saying that it's a scam that it's a game that doesn't exist and last week i i didn't believe that i was like surely this game exists why would you tease a game and then not make it it just it, it doesn't compute it still doesn't compute to me but i was like didn't collect any money. They didn't do anything with it. It's not a traditional scam. So, like, what what would be the point? <laughs> so, I, I still don't get it. I don't know why that would be a thing. But, interestingly enough, apparently this trademark dispute is with a calendar app called The Day Before. And this alleged calendar app is why the game was removed from Steam. And it is why videos are being taken down from the YouTube channel. Seems a little fishy. <laughs> Seems a little fishy. The studio is also claiming that this calendar app maker wants to take wants to take ownership of the game and as i'm saying that out loud that is the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard in my entire life you're gonna they want us to believe that a calendar app maker wants to take over the development of a video game bullshit that's just total bullshit that's not happening i'll tell you what is happening is that they're using this as an excuse 
to not complete the game. A lot of people are saying, you know, why won't you change your name to the day after? That's a simple fix. And it is. It makes all the sense in the world. You could have a whole marketing campaign around that, you know. But no, no, they're sticking with the day before and they're, they're going to quote fight and quote the whole thing. Uh, bullshit. It's just total bullshit. This thing absolutely is a scam. After, after reading this article, it, this game does not exist in any shape or form. And it's never going to exist. They have no intention of releasing it. I still don't understand why they would tease it in the first place. I, what benefit did they get out of this? bad PR you know they didn't again they didn't collect any money maybe they fucked it up and they were supposed to collect money on the front but decided or forgot to do that so <laughs> I don't I don't understand why you would try to fake a game I really truly don't there was no incentive to do it there was no incentive to fake an entire game but that is clearly what they did <laughs> we're going to follow it for for the sake of understanding what the hell the point was. But yeah, this game, The Day of Four does not exist. It will never be released, and they're going to claim that it was taken down by a fucking calendar app, and it'll be the biggest meme of all time, or at least of this year, because are you kidding me? A calendar app? Absurd. Absurd. Doesn't... No. Nobody's buying that. <laughs> and finally, we obviously have to talk about the Microsoft Activision merger. So we are getting closer and closer to Activision and Microsoft merging. It, I think it's going to happen. I see no indication that it won't happen. Here's an issue, though. And... It's a little bit concerning. I don't know how Microsoft is going to handle this. Uh, they Microsoft admitted that Game Pass reduces sales. Which, I mean, logically is true. I think we all knew that in the back of our minds. I was mistaken. Uh, I was apparently following the, the towing the line of Microsoft that it increases sales, and I think that's true to an extent for now. Uh, but it shows that we're at or reaching a point where if people have Game Pass, it is tanking sales of, of video games. So that's, that's kind of the issue. I don't know how Microsoft is going to rectify that. Again, developers seem happy enough to put them on, put their games on Game Pass because it generates a lot of buzz and it gets games into people's hands. Uh, I assume that they're making money. I can't imagine that these developers are doing that and not making any money. Could be a smokescreen. Could be that Microsoft is subsidizing this in an effort to push game pass i guess so what what then is the next step that's the question is the next step to 
to increase the subscription cost to 25 or 30 dollars a month um and is that something that people are willing to swallow you know i can i can see a future where xbox doesn't make consoles anymore they just sell accessories and like we've talked about before they just have a fire stick like device uh an xbox live stick so to speak and then you pay $30 a month to access all of the games forever. And you can stream it wherever. Um, you know, that way they, they get a constant flow of money. Uh, developers are happy. I can see that happening. I can absolutely see that happening. Um, yeah, I, I, but I don't know what the, what the evolution is actually going to be. I don't know what the solution here is. What we do know is that Game Pass for now is tanking physical sales, uh, and it's by some percentage. It, that percentage was redacted. It could be it could be as low as two percent. To be honest with you, it could be as high as sixty percent. We just don't know. That percentage was redacted, uh, I guess, for the sake of of business. Um, so, take from that what you will. Like I said, I envision I envision a future where Game Pass uh, is twenty twenty five dollars a month, and but the trade off is that you have access to all games all the time, uh, <laughs> streaming, and you don't have to buy a console ever again. I don't know. I kind of hope that that is not the road we're going down, because spending two hundred dollars a year on games is i don't know i don't know how i feel about that on this on the other hand i did pay 80 bucks for a single game so probably still worth it (laughs) anyway guys we're gonna end it there i appreciate you listening especially if you're new i hope you enjoyed the weekend edition if you didn't hear it uh you should go back and check it out It's, it's one of my favorite episodes that we've recorded uh, obviously, every episode is is fantastic, but man, this week's weekend episode was a special kind of good. Um, I, I love that. I love listening back to it. So anyway, you have a good rest of your day. I will catch you tomorrow and we'll talk more about hopefully not Hogwarts Legacy, but that's all people seem to be wanting to discuss. Anyway, I'll catch you tomorrow. You have a good one. Peace.